Scott with SJ, Wildfire.com. Hey, I'm pleased to announce Pastor Larry. We've talked a little bit about Pastor Larry and his Bible study. He's been studying Ephesians 6 for the last three to four years. We're continuing on the mind of the Christian, how that is talked about in Ephesians chapter 6. And in verse 17, it says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, I take those two pieces of armor as being kind of part and parcel together. And we're talking about the mind. Because we have a mindset, and I emphasized this uh, last week, we have a mindset before we were saved that was alienated from God. And we're kind of a product of our environment. Of course, we're Bible teachers, we're all born sinners. Yet we form our opinions and our thoughts and a lot of our choices by how we viewed them with our parents and uh, uh, in our schools. And especially, I didn't mention this last week, but on social media. That's so important today. We form a lot of opinions about others, about ourselves, and about God by listening to social media. There's a lot of, and the crowd on social media, as you well, you know as well as I do, they're getting younger and younger and younger. So a lot of uh, opinions and worldviews are being formed. But God wants to reverse that. The reason I'm on these podcasts is to get us, especially believers, thinking biblically. It says, Take the helmet. And notice it says take. I'm reading in 6, Ephesians 6, uh, 17. And the subject is understood. And you take. What's that involved? That involves you doing something. Now, I'm talking to believers, and Paul is talking to believers. He's not talking about working for your salvation here. He's saying that you have to also take some responsibility. You take it. You pick it up. You know, if Joshua didn't, and that's called obedience, by the way, in Scripture. Obedience is required. Jesus said, don't say you love me and do not what I say. So obedience is the utmost importance to what Jesus taught. Even in in the physical Marine Corps, if I wasn't obedient to my commanders, I'm going to have a rough day. If I wasn't obedient to my commanders in Vietnam, I could have someone else killed or I could have been killed myself. So obedience is of the utmost importance. You take, Larry, Brother Larry, you have to pick it up. You have to take the helmet of salvation, which means, and Paul says, you put it on. So I have to put it on. I use that illustration in case you didn't catch it in a in a former message that I know of a Marine that was killed because he didn't have his helmet on at the proper time. And it was a small microscopic wound where a helmet probably would have deflect, deflected the uh, piece of shrapnel. So it's important. And it doesn't take much for Satan to enter into our minds. 
and get us to think incorrectly. And that little thought just festers and festers and festers until we find ourselves drifting from the Bible and from the Lord. He's an expert in this, at this. He's had thousands of years to perfect it. So you have to stand in the Lord, in the power of his might, where it talks about in Ephesians 6.10. So, take you take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And these two, I believe, are connected. You can't have your mind properly thinking if you're not into the Word of God and having it filter through your mind where you can see things in properly the way that God planned them, the way that he designed them. Our sinful nature did not allow us to do that because we are dead. Dead people don't respond. We just kept feeding it and feeding it and feeding it with filthy things, with busyness, with things that didn't matter eternally, temporal things, not spiritual things. So we want to look at this mind further, what the scriptures really say about it. Now I may have mentioned this, touched on this briefly in my former sermons or messages, but uh, we want to look at probably a little more in depth. So our minds must, must be renewed by God's Spirit. That's why he gave you the Holy Spirit, to teach you in all truth and righteousness. But you can't quench, you can't grieve the Spirit, Spirit by refusing to take the helmet of salvation and to put it on, and therefore by using it with the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. Remember, it's that sword of the Spirit that says, the discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. That's why those two go together. So, I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but I want to live a holy life. That's a desire within me, to live a holy and blameless life. life. Now, it's pleasing to the Lord. Will I be perfect? I don't think so. I'm not going to be perfect on this side of heaven. But, brothers and sisters, I can work towards that. And as a Christian, we should be sinning less and less. If we're putting on that helmet, and I say it's a daily basis, because I don't think you can keep it on all the time, just like when you're in safety, safe, secure areas, we took our helmet off. But you, you need to continually, every day when you get up in the morning, put on your helmet, because Satan's out to deceive your mind. Put it on. Get into the Word of God in the morning. Ask him to show you. Say, Lord God, what is your will for me today? See, in your unsafe state, you never did that. Did you ever ask God, God, what, you, what do you want me to do today? I don't think so. <laughs> I never did before. I was a believer. I never asked, God, what do you want me to do today? I just tried to reach God when I was in trouble. So, as, as most people do that are not Christians... They haven't got time for God except when they need him. They want to use him as their genie of some kind to get them out of a jam or get them, get them out of a mess. 
So let's turn to a passage. Let's turn to some of the famous passages on the mind. And first of all, we're going to turn and read together Romans chapter 12. In the New Testament, the book of Romans, and now we're taking the sword of the Spirit and we're going to renew our minds. Romans chapter 12. I'll give you time to find it. I'll be reading from the King James. At times I, I don't read from the King James because I believe that uh, what do you think about the King James is good, probably, but there's some other translations that put it into our language. It's a little easier to understand, but because face that we're not living in the King James period where we speak in Old English, which can be difficult at times, but we're reading from the King James. That's in chapter 12, and in verse 1, starting at the beginning. And read with me, please. Now we're, gonna, now we're going to renew now our minds. Now we're going to look at the biblical view. The biblical view. Not the world's view. I beseech you, and that word beseech, my friends, is a strong, strong command. It's in the imperative. It's, it's like a begging, almost, because Paul sees the importance of this subject right here. I beseech you, therefore, brethren. Now he's speaking to the church, but individuals are implied. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable ser service. And we're going to look, when we get to Ephesians 1, we're going to look at the mercies of God. You want to battle Satan? Understand and know how merciful your God is. That brings enlightenment to your mind. It brings enlightenment to your soul. And present your bodies as a living sacrifice. In the Old Testament, they were dead sacrifices. But the New Testament calls us of being a living sacrifice. So, what do you have to give up? in order to be a living sacrifice. Hmm, remember the sacrifices in the Old Testament? They had to be without spot and without blemish. So, what are we sacrificing in order to make ourselves acceptable unto God? Now understand, Christian, that you're made acceptable by Jesus Christ. But Paul here is talking about our our uh, walk with God, our walk with Jesus Christ. He's not talking about our salvation here. And verse 2, let's continue. And be not conformed, conformed to this world. Now, when he uses the word world, he's talking about its system, its worldview. And those things we read about last week, about the worldview, that's the world system. He's not talking about the people in the world, like when he says that God so loved the world, 
that he gave his only begotten son. That's talking about the people in the world. Then John says in his first letter, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. That's the world system. It's this worldview. It's, a, it's a, his, the world's way of operating, which is opposed to God. Now, there's some truth in that, and this is what the Christian has to do by renewing his mind. He has to, or she has to, sift out by using the Word of God what is truth and what is error. But here he's talking about being conformed or molded into their basic way of thinking. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. I like that word. It's the Greek word metamorphosis. And you all know what metamorphosis is. It's almost like, well, you know, it's metamorphosis. A caterp caterpillar turns into, into a butterfly. It's a complete transformation. So this is how our minds and how, how well, let me go on. I'm excited here. Be transformed by the renewing of your what? Your mind. How do I understand what God would have me to be and what God would have me to do? And how do I do that? When I always have this inclination, this nature just to do what I want to do, it's by the renewing of your mind through the Word of God. Ignore the Word of God to your own peril. You'll starve as a Christian. Because that's so important. We go full circle here. We come back to almost my first message. How basic is the Word of God in our life? And it's why God gave it. So we wouldn't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and everything that comes down the pike. How do you know what spiritual truth is? It's by the renewing of your mind by the sword of the Spirit that's able to divide asunder those things. Yes, my friends, that takes effort. That takes discipline. That takes work. Bring your shovel along when you're digging for these buried treasures within the Word of God. Some things come hard. And God has written a lot of the Bible and He's buried it but he's buried it for us to dig up because once you find these little nuggets or these big nuggets, guess what? You're happy. You're satisfied. You feel good because you did it. You took the effort. You took the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, and you applied them. And by that way, you defeat the Satan. He, Satan, he doesn't get a chance to get into your mind. Oh, what a blessed life this can be if we would constantly be into the Word of God, knowing the truth of Christ. Okay, let's continue. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What a tremendous verse. What a tremendous passage the renewing of our minds. So, 
by renewing our mind, we begin to understand God's view of things. We want to practice what we believe. We must have a correct view. To remember before, we, some of you might be new Christians, haven't been Christians very long. And so this is of the utmost importance. And some of you are older Christians and you haven't been in the Word of God for a while. You become in the state that my pastor used to say, you're backslidden. Don't really like that term, but <laughs> it sounds really bad. But you're, you've slidden back a little bit and your um, desire is gone but because you've gotten away from the Word of God. I'm going to look at another passage before I discontinue today, and that's uh, from Romans. You want to go to 2 Corinthians. You have 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. And this is, um, I'll leave you with this verse, and we'll talk about the mind uh, more on the next uh, message. But let's leave, uh, let's um, look at this verse before I leave. It's uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And notice the things that are said here in 2 Corinthians 10 verses 4 and 5 are some of the same things I talked about in earlier messages. It says, it says in verse 4 in 2 Corinthians 10, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. It means fleshly, but mighty. He's on, on the spiritual side he's talking about. But are mighty through God. Through whom? You're not doing it in the flesh. They're not carnal, but they're mighty through God. In the pulling down of strongholds, Where's these strongholds? And here's the mind again. Casting down imaginations. That's the mind. What you're thinking. In every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge. There's the mind again it's referring to. Against the knowledge of God and bringing him into captivity every thought. There's a reference to the mind again. Every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Huh. A tremendous verse. And that's the way to take an offensive attack on Satan, is by getting into the Word of God, letting your thoughts become captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Let Jesus Christ transform your mind. You can trust Him. You can trust Him with your mind. There it is. The Bible, and we're going to see more next week. The Bible is very implicit about how we think because it determines how we act. And what you believe and what I believe will be determined where I walk. Do you know that? So, we must believe in the Word of God. To me, you cannot live the Christian life. You cannot be saved. I, mean, I got that turned around. 
You cannot be saved and you cannot walk as a Christian without the Word of God. God has exalted His Word above the heavens. And we must be into it. Love y'all. We'll see you next week.